Welcome. Welcome. Death to improve basketball. It's the Improbable Research Podcast. I'm Mark Abrams, editor of the magazine Annals of Improbable Research, with a special pocket-sized episode about research that makes people laugh, then think. Here's psychologist Jean Burko Gleason. This is a study about basketball, at least on the surface. What's the title? He dies, he scores. Evidence that reminders of death motivate improved performance in basketball. Have you read a lot of psychology papers that have titles like this one? No, I haven't. And they probably have a problem getting research like this approved. How so? Because there are things that review boards look out for. And some of them are talking with innocent people, that is with subjects, or what they're called participants these days, about things like their own experiences with drugs, or with sex, or with things like death. Death, talking to people about death, can trigger things in them that then you need to be able to undo as a psychologist if you run such a study. Who are the people who wrote this? Colin A. Zescott, Yuri Lifshin, Peter Helm, and Jeff Greenberg. It was published in 2016 in the Journal of Sport and Exercise Physiology. The authors are at the University of Arizona. What have they got to say? Here's what they say, okay? Because sport allows people to attain self Steam reminders of death may improve performance in sport. Let me interrupt you at this point. What do you make of that statement? I don't really understand it because sport allows people to attain self-esteem. Reminders of death may improve performance. I don't get their reasoning. Reminders of death, I don't know what that's supposed to spur you on to, but apparently it does something. Reading it, what do you think? Does it bring out some thoughts in your mind? It makes me wonder. Yeah, okay. Well, let's see what they have to say, okay? Yeah, what do they have to say? Okay. In our experiment, a subtle death prime led to higher scores on a basketball shooting task. What is that phrase, a subtle death prime? Yeah, a prime... A prime is some kind of stimulus in the environment that gives rise to a reaction of a particular kind. Example? Example, a typical prime in the verbal word would be that if, for instance, I read you a list of things like doctor, nurse, hospital, okay? And then say we're flashing words on a screen and you're supposed to push a button as soon as you recognize what the word is, okay? This is a word recognition test. So we flash words at you like sick, catheter, I don't know, various medical related words, as well as words like tree and giraffe and zebra, etc. And it turns out that if you have heard words like doctor and hospital and nurse, first, you are primed in the sense that you're faster to come up with reactions to other words in the medical field. So you'll recognize doctor faster if you see it, if you've previously heard a word like nurse. Okay, see what they say. To prime death, we used a t-shirt with an image of a skull consisting of the word death printed on it multiple times. That doesn't sound very subtle, does it? Experimenter two either unzipped his jacket to expose the t-shirt prime to participants or zipped up his jacket in the control condition to conceal it. The priming took place inside the court from the time the participants met with experimenter two and throughout the initial presentation of the task instruction. Knowing no more 
about this whole experiment than the few sentences that you just read aloud. What do you make of this? Well, it's kind of interesting. It's an interesting thought. And, you know, sports psychologists are always looking for ways to enhance the performance of their athletes. So here they're suggesting that if you scare the bejesus out of them, that that might make them perform the better. The paper itself, if you look down lower, you see there, begins with a sentence that says, well, you read it. Okay. This research applied insights from terror management theory, TMT, to the world of sport. According to TMT, that's terror management theory, self-esteem buffers against the potential for death anxiety. Have you run across that before? Terror management theory? No, no. I don't do sports psychology, and I sure don't do terror management theory. Why not? (laughs) I'm too scared. I have too much terror to do terror management theory, but it scares me. Anyway, according to TMT, self-esteem buffers against potential for death anxiety because sport allows people to attain self-esteem. Reminders of death may improve performance in sport. I still don't get the connection. Self-esteem buffers against the potential for death anxiety because sport allows people to attain self-esteem. Reminders of death may improve performance in sport. Do you understand that? No. I don't either. Okay. In study one, a mortality salience induction led to improved performance in a one-on-one well, let's basketball stop there game. And go, but what is a mortality salience induction? I don't know what a mortality salience induction is, okay? I mean, you know, mortality salience means, obviously, to make your mortality stand out. Something salient stands out. An induction is something that leads you to something. That's the Latin. Well, this certainly makes sports more exciting, doesn't it, if it becomes life and death to this extent? Apparently so. Reminders of death. It looks the title. He dies, he scores. Evidence that reminders of death motivate improved performance in battle. Basketball. Okay. So in 72, a subtle death prime led to a higher scores at a basketball shooting task, which was associated with increased task related self esteem. These results may promote our understanding of sport and provide a novel potential way to improve athletic performance. So that's what we were talking about before that they're always looking for some way to improve the performance of people engaged in sport. Does even this little bit give you an entirely new way to think about what you're going to do the next time you? engage in sport? Uh, Well, the sport I engage in is not competitive, so I don't have to worry about it. The only sport I engage in is I get in a kayak and I go across the lake and I hope I will see a loon. A loon, a bird. A loon on the lake. The only thoughts of death I have are that I may fall out of the kayak and not be able to get to the surface. So listen, maybe thinking that I might die makes me paddle better. I don't know. That's a real possibility, isn't it? Anxiety. See, the thing is about anxiety, you know, it tends to, if you have anxiety, it ups everything you do. Having seen this, what new questions does this raise in your mind? Well, you always ask about generalization. I mean, if reminders of death make you better at basketball, then maybe we should all be wearing t-shirts with pictures of skulls and dead bodies on them. And maybe that will make us all perform better in life. But it's a horrible thought, isn't it? So what's your gut feeling? Should we or should we not? My suggestion is that you should put nice things on your T-shirt and not scare people. For example? For example, you should have a wug on your T-shirt, or you should have a, a picture of something that you love, like a cat. A wug. There may be people listening to this who somehow have not encountered a wug. Well, a wug is a mythical creature, but it's very cute. And Where it's, did the myth come from, Dr. Burko Gleason? It's, it's a... It's a 
little creature that I drew a million years ago. And the cat? You mentioned a cat. Oh, well, cats. We all know the cats make you happy, especially in these parlous times. Especially one particular cat, maybe? I have a cat named Foster. Maybe Foster's face should appear on t-shirts that could be exposed to strangers? Yes. Then we could test whether or not it makes them kinder to one another. You've been listening, if you've been listening, to a special pocket-sized episode of the Improbable Research Podcast. I'm Mark Abrams, editor of the magazine Annals of Improbable Research. This research study was featured in the special psychology issue of our magazine. You can buy the special psychology issue of the magazine or any other back issue of the magazine. There are more than 150 of them. And find all kinds of surprising research studies that your friends would love to know about. You can even subscribe and get six new issues a year. Go to our website, improbable.com. Go ahead. It's possible that Seth Glicksman is the improbable production assistant. Next time on this podcast, we'll look at something or other. Until then. Goodbye. 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 <laughs>